So what would you do if your favorite anime was being held for ransom? Because that's apparently what happened here, people. And this is crazy, and I can't believe it. That essentially your favorite anime, my favorite anime, one of the biggest anime production studios, and some of the most favorite titles around the world have been held for ransom, essentially, because of what went down. And I'm just right now like, what? If you've ever doubted for a split second that anime was mainstream, like maybe it's not. Maybe it's just actually like, you know, this little thing, and we're just blowing it out of proportion. People are doing things like this. That means that it has made incredibly huge strides because holy cow uh 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 I'm still like flabbergasted as I'm reporting this to you right now like dog I guess some hackers was thinking to themselves no matter how you I'm not trying to hack into your brain or anything, but it'd be real dope if you hit subscribe and hit that bell to get all notifications because 65% of people watching right now, they're not subscribed and it affects the channel immensely if you just hit that subscribe button and hit that bell. We upload news, reviews, all that good stuff and I hope you stick around just like I hope that <laughs> toy animation sticks around because folks, it is crazy out here right now. People are being held for ransom anime titles in particular, not even people, the actual series themselves, the IP are being held for ransom because yeah, well, you remember that big old hack that we've been talking about for the last couple of months and the reason we continuously are talking about it is because a bunch of big titles were essentially held up and put on hiatus such as One Piece, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, the movie was delayed, Digimon, Dragon Quest, The Adventures of Die, like there's been a lot that has just been at a screeching halt because of what happened and it's only recent like I'm talking about within the last couple of days that it was announced that hey everything is starting to come back, One Piece will be back, everything will be back like joyous times but still nevertheless it kind of makes you think well what happened with that hack exactly? and apparently these hackers sent some type of files that was essentially a ransom note a ransom type of situation of yo dog if you want us to back up off of what we're doing to your files right now and your entire system pay 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 and i'm just here like in utter disbelief like what nhk toy animation hack was a targeted ransomware virus and i know i'm probably blowing out a ransomware virus way more proportion than it normally should be probably people are like yo that happens all the time to me personally Personally, hearing this, I'm like, holy cow, this I've never really heard of. Like, yo, dog, a digital ransom? Like, what? Or at the very least, that's what I make out of it. Because it said last month, Anime Studio Toy Animation revealed that they had been the target of a hack, which halted some internal systems that were used in the anime production process while investigations were ongoing. Overnight, the NHK reported the details on what the hack was, as well as more information surrounding the returning TV anime episodes and continuing delay of the Dragon Ball Super Superhero anime film. Yes, because that is something very big like dog dragon ball super superheroes is something that they really are pushing heavy they're trying this new 3d style they're putting it in theaters this is supposed to be ushering in a whole new era and this really put a lot of their plans to a halt which honestly my conspiracy brain and they're gonna be like yo for just stick to the facts but no i gotta think outside of the box sometimes and my conspiracy brain still tells me that this just feels a little bit funny like if i have a company right and i'm taking a risk and a gamble and i know things is about to come out right and the projections the early projections you know the stats that we normal mortals can't get our hands on but they can to kind of tell and predict of what may occur when this movie comes out and whatnot maybe those projections were looking horrid maybe the fact of the marketing they've done for this film considering i am a massive lifetime dragon ball fan since like 96 and i'm not really all that enthusiastic about this maybe those things are translating and telling them hmm how do we avoid possibly a hundred million plus dollar loss Yo, dog, we was hacked. We was hacked.
Uzak, 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 yeah, I know, I know, I know. Which conveniently also helps the One Piece anime among us to get a little bit of distance as well. And Dragon Quest Adventures of Die, I'm sure they would love to put a little bit of extra grease into making those episodes as beautiful. So there's a lot of benefits to it. Now, depending on the deals that they have with the TV stations that broadcast these anime, there could definitely be a loss there. But overall, if there was some sort of big loss that they were about to take that they're trying to slow down and avoid with maybe trying some different things marketing-wise, this would be a good opportunity. But again, that's just all conspiracy theories, because back to the subject at hand, according to officials that spoke with the NHK, the hack on Toei Animation was a ransomware virus that demanded a payoff. Toei was able to confirm the existence of the virus and shut down its internal systems to investigate the extent of the virus reach. Details on the ransom, the virus itself, or where the virus may have come from were not revealed. So they didn't give us the juicy parts of like what the ransom was. Was it like, yo, we want 100 million dollars. Like what, 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 what was it? Come on, dog. That's like, you're going to give us a little bit, like some crumbs and then just be like, nah, pal, like food is inside. You can't come in here and get this food. Like, damn. The Japan Computer Emergency Response Team Coordination Center revealed that these type of cyber attacks have become more common against Japanese companies during the pandemic, jumping from 20,000 reports in 2019 to 35,000 in the first nine months of 2021. In February 2022, Toyota and its supply chain companies were targeted by a similar hack, causing production to halt, with March seeing three other high-profile companies attacked. Toei told NHK that while news of episodes of One Piece, Digimon, Ghost Game, Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die, and Delicious Party Procure are returning after production was able to be completed despite being slowed down, the Dragon Ball superhero anime film will continue to see delays. All anime production is currently still slowed down due to internal systems not being fully operational. The anime studio said the extent of the situation is still under investigation and efforts are underway to normalize the operations. We deeply apologize to our fans for any concern this may cause. So conveniently, something that possibly could have been the most riskiest thing that they were releasing that could have very well bombed is the one that, no, it's continuing to be on delay. Like granted, it could have been one that really needed all the bells and whistles because it's a film, so that could be the main reason for it but I'm just saying I'm just saying when there's smoke there's I was gonna say a joke like me in a bathtub but is that really funny like does anybody really want to see Forever news from me you know me in a bathtub <laughs> One Piece Digimon Ghost Game and Delicious Pretty Procure will return on April 17th while Dragon Quest The Adventure Die will air its first new episode in over a month on April 16th the series will resume streaming on Crunchyroll on the same day at their regular times nicely played with the integrating telling you to go watch that on there but i'ma just keep it rock solid about this one it's interesting nonetheless regardless one way or another if there was just a legitimate hack and a ransom like holy cow dog like please let go of my series dog do, do you really gotta do this but also that's interesting that they have the technology to be able to not only stop the ransomware but then also get information on it before possibly it could well maybe that's why the delays are happening maybe just this ransomware thing had corrupted so much stuff that they couldn't get their hands on certain storyboards or something like that because I'd imagine that a good chunk of animators probably would keep a lot of the production just in case. Have a file or two of, hey, I have the storyboards. Don't worry. Not a problem. I have the animation right here. So I'm sure that they are, are able to recover a good chunk of the disaster, right? Like, you know, there's animators. Hey, I mailed it in. I got it right here on my computer. Don't worry. Arigato gozaimasu. Itadakimasu. I wonder, do they use the term like, yo, dog, I'm trying to eat like money-wise over there in Japan because then that'd be mad ill to be like, yo, you get a check and then you grab the check and look at it and go itadakimasu money this and now i'm getting too goofy so we're gonna carry on and with that i say all of it to say that uh yeah dragon ball super superheroes it could very well
will come out this summer because in case you missed it for never news we just reported on that hey the novels were dated for june 30th and they were kind of lining up so again it could be that they lost a few months worth of work and that's fine for them they can you know get it done within that time frame so again the only speculation we have right now in terms of a return date would be june july-ish somewhere around there depending on how they were lining up those novels with the movie but as it stands right now everything else is returning within about a week's time from the time you're seeing this video but the dragon ball super superhero film is still on pause and i'm really mad at it aside from the stuff that they should have delivered several times over during the dragon ball super tv anime in terms of like a gohan piccolo real moment not just hey let's throw a little quick thing in the tournament of power so they'll shut up like some real stuff that should have already happened i'm kind of like get you was trying to save but like oh the, the gohan moment now you give it to us right when visually it's like and on a side note, I wonder what Oda would think about all of this, right? I mean, at the end of the day, he's the creator of One Piece and his anime was held up after all of that situation. He's probably like, hmm, well, that gives me a little bit of an opportunity to, you know, make that gap go a little bit wider between the manga and the anime. And just in general, I love hearing about what the authors think, like the weekly Shonen Magazine author comments that we have here. Courtesy of Jose underscore Ke, we're going to start off this one with Blue Lock, Tia, the editor. So Tia, April is supposed to begin the season of encounters, so dudes out there should know that when you meet ladies, you're merely stand-ins for me. Ladies, you'll meet the genuine article soon enough. Yo, my man! That was one of the greatest author comments I've read in a long time, and that felt super different than any other. And shout-outs to that editor. My guy got swag, confidence, and... This is what more the manga cut need to study. Study what the editor of Blue Lock, just in general, not even the manga cut people, guys, me, I'm, I'm studying that shit. Yo, word, facts. Meanwhile, Hiromashima, author of Eden Zero, Fairy Tale, Fairy Tale Under His Quest, Rave Master, says, I haven't had time to watch my favorite foreign TV shows lately. If anyone has some recommendations, I'd love to hear them. And yeah, time. I, I don't even know how he has time to write this author comment, considering all the stuff he constantly got going on between video games, all, all of the endeavors we already know of, and I'm not talking about Choto's father. I, I'm I'm talking about like you know he's constantly with his hands in different things and you're probably not going to have that time for that and I barely have time to watch anime and read manga and I talk about this every day for a living. Ken Wakui, Tokyo Revengers author said, Since Tokyo Revengers started, I had never taken a week off until now. There goes my perfect attendance award. And if you follow Forever News or just me in general, you know that. Yeah, lately I've been unfortunately having to take some days off and for like two to three years I went straight without taking any days off. But that's life. Life is gonna throw you curveballs and I could have easily integrated that with the next comment, Diamond No Ace that's a baseball manga but I don't really do those so eh, missed opportunity I guess right? But it's not so missed that to your eternity Yoshitoki Oima wants to say I wanna go cherry blossom viewing. That sounds cool as hell oh my god yo that sounds like the perfect date. You get some nice baddie out there you're like mmm look at that baddie oh my god look at that and I just like totally forgot what we were talking about for a second. So I'm thinking to myself, yo, why am I talking about a baddie on Forever News right now? But cherry blossom viewing, yeah. I don't know if bringing a baddie for cherry blossom viewing is the best because like I'm not gonna be able to pay attention to the cherries. I'm gonna pay attention to her cherries. Yo, editor, uh, figure a way to let that fly without, you know what I'm saying? Some type of censorship there of my words. I don't know. K Urana, author of Gachi Akuta, which I'm, we're gonna say something here in a second. There's poop hidden in the graffiti and all on. 
honesty. Okay, that's hilarious. All right. I really think for sure, for sure, I'm going to check this one out soon. I actually read a synopsis somewhere and I saw more art and I'm seeing a lot of the hype and the hype is selling me into I want to check this one out and a few of you told me and uh, yeah, Gachi Akuta. I am checking that out. It just looks cool. The art looks dope. The synopsis sounded cool. It sold me. I'll let you guys know. I'll have a video at some given point talking about it or something, but yeah. Meanwhile, we got George Moikawa. He had to say, no matter how you move, you get it done. No. <laughs> no matter how many times I see them, otters are adorable. And otters are pretty adorable. I ain't gonna lie. Then at the back, ouch. I never really thought about it in terms of the way like the TLC of Shonen Jump rolls. But Nakama Suzuki's Fortnite of the Apocalypse, dead last. Maybe they just did that as a move to like make people read to the end. Because it's pretty, it's a great seller. I'm sure it sells more than the majority of the series in this magazine. I read an encyclopedia, says Nakama Suzuki of the Fortnite of the Apocalypse on single malt scotch and now i really want to drink some scotch regular viewers of forever news am i bugging am i bugging another reference to it okay maybe i'm bugging all right some people are saying yo forever you focusing too hard you gotta stop man you creating a narrative dude created a narrative himself the last two years continuously and i'm not trying to down him i genuinely care like that's something that you know is close to my heart of like hey he has an issue i hope he gets some type of help because this has been a few years now bet anything if i was to go back to some of his weekly shonen magazine author comments from like the peak of seven deadly sins we probably would run into a bunch of those comments as well unless like he wasn't dealing with that issue at the time and again this isn't a laughing matter or anything like that and i you know i'm just hope for him and i pray for him honestly and in case you don't know i'm referring to the author of the seven deadly sins four nights of the apocalypse nakaba suzuki he references drinking and talks about drinking several times throughout the weekly shonen magazine author comments like at the very least once a month twice a month or something he says something about alcohol at the very least and watch somebody go and pull up every weekly show the magazine author comment and say, no, he went three months without one. You, you, you don't know. Stop making narratives. All right, you get what I'm saying. Relax. Although, to be fair, it's hard for me to keep calm because, yes, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Hinokami Chronicles um, is actually getting more DLC. Unfortunately, it's paid DLC this time, so we ain't getting those freebies. But it is good to hear that it's going to once again revitalize the game and get me back on it. I'll be honest with you. It's going to get me back on it because I stopped playing and I really, really was having a blast with it. I'm not not gonna lie, it just felt like a fine-tuned version of Naruto Storm, and if you're wondering, yo, Fenev, what's the DLC? Come on, come on, we don't care about Storm right now, shut up and talk. Demon Slayer, the Hinokami Chronicles game gets paid DLC featuring Uzui, Gyotaro, and more. This year's 19th issue of Shueisha's Weekly Shonen Jump magazine revealed on Monday that Sega's, it's crazy to hear Sega's, like, yo, Sega's still in the ballgame, but alright, Sega's, Demon Slayer, Hinokami Chronicles, the Kimetsu, bleh, totally botched that, but yeah, the Demon Slayer, Hinokami Chronicles video game will have an additional paid DLC pack that will release this summer featuring the following characters Uzui Tengen which yes I'm gonna play the shit out of that one Kamado Tanjiro the entertainment district arc which let's just knock it out they got Tanjiro Zenitsu and uh Inosuke in the entertainment district arc look and I believe something there but so let's just knock that out because I don't care like if they have some new movesets dope I doubt they're gonna do that you got Kamado Nezuko awakened form that's gonna be dope to play as and Daki and Gyotaro from of course the entertainment district that's gonna be dope and I guess the you know the new Alpha's Entertainment District arc version of these characters would be dope. Again, if it's not new movesets, but if it is new movesets, then 
shut up to me and I take it all back. I'm not gonna lie. If it's new movesets, fine. If it's something from the Entertainment District arc that they did, okay. I mean, granted, yeah, it's still another version of the same characters, but that's a little bit more exciting. Like, ooh, new moveset. So I don't want to completely go, yeah, I don't really care. Like, it's kind of exciting. The game previously had three free updates. The first update launched November 4th and added Rui and Akaza as playable characters. The second update added Yahaba and Suzumaru on November 24th. And the third free update added Yushiro, Tamayo, and Enmu as playable DLC characters December 16th. And the game has sold 1 million copies in circulation, or it has, I'm sorry, 1 million copies in circulation worldwide. Uh, the 1 million is for copies in circulation, but not necessarily sold. So there's 1 million copies that were shipped to stores all over the world. Not necessarily 1 million that walked into, like, my crib. And speaking of my crib, this is big. Like, legit. On some real shit. Yo, that's a really dope transition. I might use that more often. Like, just rhyming into the next story. Because I'm gonna keep it legit with you. This is massive. And I'm not gonna waste you guys' time. Essentially, you have a massive opportunity to become a mangaka in a way. Through webtoons. You could have your dreams come true right now. I'm gonna read everything, essentially, so you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, it's a competition that webtoons is having. And as you see from here, hopefully it's being shown on the screen. Hello and welcome, folks. We here at webtoons have something amazing brewing. Webtoons is an app that has like fan comics and manga and manhua. They have all sorts of different ways you can upload your stories and whatnot. Uh, many of you have been waiting for the chance to throw down. I ain't even gonna lie, there's a couple people out there that I just think about it and I'm like, yo, come over here, come over here. Your stories, that is. Oh, my, my, my fault. <laughs> Whoa, I started snapping back to my days in Brooklyn. Well, Webtoons is here to give you that chance. We're hosting a high octane action contest on Canvas where you can find your fight and punch up and kick down an all out free fall for the ages. Shut up and tell us what it is. Of course, it wouldn't make for good action without some rules. To meet the basic requirements of the contest, you must submit a maximum of one episode with at least 60 panels. The episode must be in full color. So if you're a black and white manga fan, unfortunately, like, no, we're, we're, we're headed towards the color era. And at least two characters must be involved in a fight. Essentially, you must make like a one-shot battle color thingy-majig. But don't be afraid to throw more characters into the brawl. If you're really talented and you can get it done in time, add as many as makes it interesting, which I'm gonna recommend for you right now. Try to at least add like three. Have like three people, three or four, three of versus one or something along the lines of that. Trust me you can begin submitting your episode on june 1st oh submissions will close on july 31st and we'll announce winners on september 30th now you may be thinking wyatt you can't expect me to give you the best action scenes without a prize and you would be right i would never leave you empty-handed okay oh wow what a squid game joke really and there are 10 prizes and opportunities in total first place is fifty thousand dollars second place is thirty thousand dollars third place is twenty thousand dollars fourth through tenth place five thousand a piece so yeah um i'm not even gonna lie this is an incredible opportunity like everybody out there especially people that really been looking for that opportunity my peoples look right here dog look if there's opportunity i'm gonna point you in the right direction and i'm not even gonna lie getting a bag of fifty thousand even if it leads to nothing else with this in particular fifty thousand you can get everything you need to really take it up and start making your own comics or whatever you want to do dog you want to go ball out i mean i don't recommend that i personally would say go save it and invest and stuff like that but you want to ball out the 50 bands right there and it'll really get you started into where you're trying to go and yeah let's just leave the ball out part out like well no just do something wise with the money though come on i know you're probably like yo fenev don't tell me how to spend my money and you're right you're right i just care i'm sorry i'm my, my bad I'm, I'm intruding 
The first place winner will also have their story animated, along with prizes from Clip Studio for the top 10 winners and top 10 honorable mentions. Oh my god, you're going to have your shit animated! They're not mentioning, though, or putting in detail, like, it's going to be an anime. Like, it could literally be a 10-second clip. It's going to be animated, and they didn't lie to you. For more details on the contest, visit the official rules and dedicated notice page under notices. What are you waiting for? Let's get ready to rumble! So yeah, people, you have until July 31st. Get your stuff in. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I might even jump in there. I'm going to just keep it real. If you want to do something with me, hit me up. We can do something. We can figure something out. If you want to collab with me, I'll write it. You draw it. Let's do it. Because I'm not even going to lie. I got a few stories that I've been sitting on for a few different years. And I'm like, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. And this would be a great opportunity to whip something out. So, hey, you want to hit me up, yo, my, my Gmail or whatever. Whatever you got to do or whatever. Just get my attention and maybe we can collaborate if you really dope. And, you know, we can make something hot. That's actually dope. There's a contest within a contest. Hit me up. And if there's somebody out there that really impresses me enough, we can work together. Together. We can maybe make something happen. Now, I don't mean that everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, again, I'm only going to really pick somebody that's dope, again, if you're interested. And again, to give you a small summary of it, it just said, got a story that can pack a punch? Submit it to our call to action contest, grand prize 50 bands, and a Webtoon original offer. Submissions open June 1st through July 31st. And again, I will even link in the description below all of the rules and all that jazz, but I'm not even going to lie. This is beautiful. I love to see that opportunity like this is out there. Hopefully, it's Legit, because you never know. It could be that, hey, we got a really dope guy. What if we make it seem like he won a contest and that'll give him some, you know, publicity and stuff like that? Like, I I'm just saying. So always keep that in mind, but just do your best and and try your best. You know what I'm saying? Let's try and really get this one. Let's catch the dub. Whoever's out there in general, even if I didn't win, if somebody got put onto this contest and decided to enter and all of that jazz, and even if, you know, they didn't win, just they, they tried, uh, that would be really dope. Like, yeah, let's get it in. Not that I'm doubting you because you watching right now, you very well legitimately could have that story that is gonna blow the hell up and become the next big thing if you look at the origins of how one punch man started and it was like some terrible drawings and all of a sudden it just blew up into mainstream success anything could happen in this world dog you're one moment away from living your dreams kind of like this boyfriend and what he did for his girlfriend because i'm still baffled at this like yo i'm not even gonna lie back in the days when i was really like you know all boo-booed up and stuff uh i used to indulge in anime with one of my you know significant others and whatnot me and her we would be watching like a, a bajillion episodes of detective conan and stuff like that like i really used to have a great time back in the day watching anime and all of that good stuff with a little lady friend or two but nowadays i'm more so like a solo watch i ain't gonna lie it's just kind of like my time my man cave time but either way still i've never went this far i'm not even gonna lie some people go the distance for really trying to create an experience and i'm not even gonna lie some people they may look at it as like oh hey he's a simp how how could you be a possible simp and to them i say that's just silly honestly i think this is really dope and i'm impressed because you created the atmosphere that needed to be created to indoctrinate somebody into the love and passion for anime no seriously like basically this boyfriend he edited all of naruto down like what, what, what's the craziness let me read this so we, we don't mess it up loving boyfriend edits 115 hours of anime filler out of naruto for his girlfriend an anime youtuber boldly edited down the entirety of naruto filler arcs and all into an easier and more pleasant viewing experience the big three anime naruto bleach and one piece are inevitable watches for every shonen loving otaku however along with the clout of being the most popular series of the mid 2000s comes their shared burden of being daunting time sinks to watch this isn't helped by their seamlessly endless filler arcs and glacial pacing after this youtuber and his girlfriend laura ran out of anime to watch together he mustered up the courage to pop the big question no not that question he basically told her 
hey baby, you know, and he's like, I'm zipping. Can you suck my? I'm just playing. Would you watch Naruto with me if I edited it to be less ass to watch? <laughs> Yeah, that was good. No, not gonna lie, that was actually like really dope. Naruto was an immensely influential series for me, he said. I just like sharing stuff that is important to me with people that are important to me. And yeah, pretty much this dude, he edited down all of Naruto for his girlfriend. And wow, I'm not even gonna lie, couldn't be me. <laughs> now they're like, yo, no, we're watching every episode. We're watching all the filler and all of that if we want to. Uh, matter of fact, no, we don't even got time for that. We're skipping the filler, dog. Screw it. We, I, I got the episode guy right here. Hold on. Oh, 13, 26. All right, we'll be good. Bravo for the epicness of that. Like, that's win upon win, but geez, dog, like a, a hundred and what? I don't even want to imagine the time it took for his PC, assuming that he rendered it down to at the very least 1080p, what, 24 frames? I guess that's what like a normal anime or something would play, like 30 frames, 24 frames. Either way, if he, if he rendered it at like a basic 24 frames per second, uh, 1080p, that shit for all of those episodes, my God, would take forever. Like my, my, my poor baby would be here dying, blowing, and I'm not talking about a girl, I'm talking about a fan from my computer. Like, you, you sicko, I have a computer in front of me. You can't see it, obviously. Like, it's the fourth wall that you can't break. But I can. Yo, dog, the puns, dog, and some people say those are dad jokes and okay all right i'm a dad and if that couple watched naruto for all those hours together i'm sure he'll be too at some point and they may have a bright future unlike um a certain company that is absolutely dead and i'm not even gonna lie like i was thinking about topping the episode with this story initially but then i was just like this is just so sad and awkward like imagine you created a company right like i can only imagine what genfukunaga shout out to genfukunaga i could only imagine what he feels like yo definitely i'm sure he got paid he got what he needed out of the exchange and whatnot selling funimation and whatnot but ultimately like seeing that literally with this news i'm about to tell you his company his baby is no more because funimation like for example on youtube right now guess what funimation's youtube channel just got renamed to you probably like what was the name like Funimation L? Like, what, what was the name? Funimation has been reduced to Crunchyroll dubs. I, I, I kid you not. Funimation is now Crunchyroll dubs. All of those legendary moments back in the day, if you was... I ain't gonna lie, I grew up on Funimation. I grew up on, you know, watching, like, on YouTube back in the day, Justin Rojas and all of these people, like, rubbing elbows with them at given points. Like, it's so wild to me that it's really gone and now this is cementing it with this news that Funimation is pretty much just Crunchyroll dubs now. Funimation's YouTube channel is becoming Crunchyroll dubs. Funimation is unifying under the Crunchyroll brand and as such so is their YouTube channel. Funimation's YouTube channel which consists of 3.7 million subscribers and has been on operation since 2006 is now becoming Crunchyroll dubs. <laughs> What can you expect now? Well, mostly all of the same content you loved and more of it with a name that is ridiculous because why not just leave it as the Funimation branch is the ink? I guess they're just trying to combine everything into one big thing that like creates a massive amount of equity because of everything that it has. Crunchyroll Dubs will continue providing anime clips, trailers, and full episodes of your favorite English dubbed anime. Not only that, Crunchyroll Dubs will be releasing weekly dubbed episode one drops every sat- What? Okay, hold on. This is kind of dope. Not only that, Crunchyroll Dubs will be releasing weekly 
dubbed episode one drops every Saturday at 12 p.m. starting on April 9th with ReZero starting life in another world. Be sure to subscribe and watch free dubbed episodes of anime every week. I'm going to tell you why that's really cool. That's really cool because in a way, it gives somewhat of a Saturday morning cartoon experience for kids that maybe they their parents ain't gonna or they can't necessarily or whatever. And then maybe they don't know how to get to the illegals. Maybe they don't want to get to the illegals. Maybe they don't even know the illegal sites exist. This creates sort of a Saturday morning cartoon environment. And if that's what they were going for, I love that idea. I'm going to be honest. I got to give them credit. I, I'm, I'm going to... Whoever came up with that idea, that is awesome. For somebody like myself that I grew up on Saturday morning, Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon, that was life. Saturday morning cartoons was life for me. And if they're doing something like that, like, oh, I wonder what anime is going to drop at 12 p.m. That is really dope, especially as they continue to fight against piracy when there is no more, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, if we ever get to that, which I doubt, but either way, if there was no alternatives, that would be the epicest way. Like, oh, shit, there's no, oh, they, they got episode ones. I'm going. Let's see what episode one. And then you never know. It'll get them to nag mommy and daddy. Hey, I wanna, you know, hey. Or you don't even gotta necessarily be a kid. It could be a grown-ass adult that they just don't got the bread for that right now. They're at college. Like, dog, I don't got the extra seven, eight, nine, whatever it is for this. I'm sorry. But that new anime, though, I'm just saying, like, that's by family. You get what I'm saying? So shout-outs, kudos to Crunchyroll for that. But damn, Funimation is Crunchyroll dubs now. That is wow. I'm proud. <laughs> like, yo, dog, seriously. I'm like at a loss of words right now. Like that, that's just that's mind boggling like imagine one day let's just say this thing we took forever news and we became a conglomerate that like competed against like the top dogs out there like a cnn and a fox news and stuff like that and imagine like we took an l and forever news went from forever news to fox dubs <laughs> oh shit you would probably be there like <laughs> And I'm not saying on any political side of the spectrum on that one. I'm just saying I could have said CNN dubs. Relax. Now, again, I referenced Gen Fukunaga earlier, the, you know, founder of Funimation and whatnot. In case you don't know how he got it started, his uncle worked for Dragon Ball. And he managed to get his uncle to help him get the license for the U.S. release of Dragon Ball Z. And voila, Funimation. And I think he got Dragon Ball and Z, like, in unison. But Dragon Ball didn't really pop off at first. It was Z. And then they released Dragon Ball later. And I loved it. But even later, Dragon Ball really wasn't all that popular like z and to see all of that you know kind of fading away into the into nothingness i wonder once they're done right they took everything at, at the end of the day they already done right i wonder how much it would cost to just buy the name funimation i need to become multi-millionaire because i want to buy and own funimation and run funimation and i'm putting that in the air i am one day going to own funimation even if i gotta buy a bare bones same way snoop dogg did like with death row and he got death row and shit like that he didn't get all the titles behind it but he got the name i am going to own funimation that part at the very least someday sony i'm coming just wait but until that time dog yeah yeah crunchy roll dubs now <laughs> and that is a uh, shocker and almost as shocking as what if i told you that lil nas x got a happy birthday from gilgamesh from fate stay night you're probably like, yo, Fnev, what are you on right now to say some crazy shit like that? That did not happen. Like, it did, it did, it did. Fate Stay Night's Gilgamesh wishes Lil Nas X happy birthday. In a completely unpredictable crossover, Sony Music Japan decided to wish Grammy Award-nominated singer Lil Nas X a happy birthday via Fate Stay Night character Gilgamesh. The account tweeted a picture of the King of Heroes holding a mic with the message, after the performance, we are dead right now. Happy birthday, Lil Nas X. We, plus Gilgamesh, didn't snub you. The rapper and singer turned 21 today, which I believe he got, like, nominated for a shit ton of awards, but... 
Columbia didn't bid enough to get their shit won at the Grammys or some shit. <laughs> and you're probably like, that's that's not how the Grammys work. All right, you, you know everything. Go ahead. So why Gilgamesh? Well, the character and Lil Nas X have birthdays close together, April 5th and April 9th. Like, okay. <laughs> but the reference likely has more to do with Lil Nas X's appearance in a full suit of gold armor at the Met Gala last year. The rapper shared images of the ulterior Versace look on Twitter later in the day with a screenshot of Gilgamesh included. Lil Nas X was nominated for five Grammys at the 2022 awards show for his album. However, he didn't end up taking home a statue. And again, that's because Columbia didn't, you know, put in enough for their bid so for their act to win but i've stopped stealing material from the joe budden podcast yo shout outs to joe that's my guy ian was good and speaking of goats we got to talk about saint Seiya right now because a massive news came out a while ago but i really wanted to report it because who really talks about saint Seiya over here like maybe in in latin america saint Seiya eh, muy muy grande por allá ave maria lo gente de hispano le encanta ese saint Seiya. los saints nunca mueren ave maria Yo sabe que ustedes te gustan eso, pero aquí en los Estados Unidos ninguno de los gente habla de eso, ninguno. Solamente dicen, ah, yo respeto eso, pero yo no, yo no estoy velando eso. Yo quiero ver otro, you know, my hero, eh, eh, lo que yo encanto. That's Spanish, baby. Neverworld, Boricua. Kuramata Masami's Saint Seiya series has reached 50 million copies in circulation worldwide. That's kind of crazy, right? Because honestly, it sometimes is a reminder that manga sells way more nowadays than it did back then. Like back in the days, because this manga came out forever ago. This inspired even Dragon Ball and stuff like that. This manga was inspiration behind a lot of things that came to be later on down the road and shonen tropes and all of that good stuff. Like the golden armor and all of that jazz like that was you know saint Seiya and whatnot so to hear 50 million that's a huge success don't get me wrong but it's interesting to hear after all these years only 50 million and i gotta use air quotes because again 50 million is the biggest thing in the world like shout outs to saint Seiya. but when i look at him like attack on titan that's the difference right that's the difference that saint Seiya came out way back in the days manga was nowhere close to as successful and as mainstream as it is now like even you know newer series demon Slayer and all that jazz like maybe if saint Seiya would have been the hot commodity that was back then now it probably would supersede those because saint Seiya is one of the godfathers of this and 50 million major congrats this shit has like a hundred million anime spin-off and it's saint Seiya, dog saints never die Siempre pa la vida. i ain't gonna lie that's just really really dope and i gotta salute goat and we're on goat talk so let's continue talking about goats like tatsuki fujimoto the author of chainsaw man now i've been telling you guys for a little minute now it was announced he's working on some one shots whatnot now we just spoke about it in the previous episode of forever news that tatsuki fujimoto has a one shot coming out and it's about a femme fatale and it's going to be 200 pages and i thought to myself jeez god damn that is going to be a massive graphic novel that's not a one shot you literally dropped a volume on us dog like ooh. but i'm gonna be honest with you and i'm gonna just keep it all the way funky without getting too deep about it personally after i read the synopsis of it me personally because of what i got going on in my life right now because some people are like yo Fenev, i know you're gonna talk about it. you love Tatsuki fujimoto i personally am not going to read it right away and I'll, I'll I'll explain when I give you guys the synopsis on what the story is about because it was a couple days ago that it was announced that Tatsuki Fujimoto's Goodbye Eddie, which is the name of it, uh, with the 200-page one-shot, will be published on Shonen Jump Plus, and now it is available everywhere as you're watching this video. So if you did want to read it, uh, it's out there. And the art, I'm not gonna lie, it looks really awesome. Looks like Tatsuki Fujimoto greatness. I even had opened up the first like couple of pages and I started reading it. I was like, okay, this is already dark. But then I went back real quick and I was like, well, let me read what the synopsis 
practices anyway. Like, what am I getting myself into? And then when I read it, I was like, life has just been too much lately for me to want to read something like this sometimes you gotta protect yourself you know how they say protect your energy and shit like that even with what you consume entertainment wise you should protect yourself and honestly if i'm going through personal things in life that i feel uncomfortable reading something maybe i should put it on the back burner for now and come back to it later with his mother dying utah attempts to capture her last days on his phone after her death utah heads to the roof of the hospital to commit suicide but a meeting with a strange girl leads him on the path to making a movie goodbye eddie by tatsuki fujimoto is now up and i'm not gonna lie that just like sounds way too depressing for me but i'm not saying that to say hey don't read it if anything probably it's 10 out of 10 i wouldn't be surprised like look back was phenomenal and that shit got me emotional this off the rip i'm like ooh, uh, i might just stay away from it i'm just saying me personally i'll read it eventually i know i will i love Toski fujimoto he's a goat and that just sounds insane and i've heard nothing but great things but yeah i guess if you was wanting and you was hoping to be able to get your hands on some Toski fujimoto new material it's it's incoming Toski fujimoto again it's called goodbye eddie it sounds very depressing the art looks good and the you're probably gonna love it. I just don't want people to come across as like me talking about my personal thing even a smidge as like me trying to sway people's opinions. Like read it if you want. It sounds great. Okay people One Piece film red first trailer. Let's watch it baby. That's that's Shanks off rip and that's that little girl from the poster. Why is she crying? Oh, oh now she's older. Alright so this was the past. Hey Luffy! There we go. Oh my god already looking clean. So dancing is gonna be a part of this it seems with the girl. Akainu coat. Oh my god visual insanity right now so many characters off rip. There we go. Uh oh. Konosekai. Shanks let's go. That's it. No there gotta be more. Oh shit. Let's go back. Hold on. Oh okay. She's crying and he's telling her something. And Luffy is charging at somebody. Is the that that girl is the main? It looks like the main villain of, of some sort. Yeah, look at she's screaming in that one scene. That's dope. That Bartolomeo is gonna return and shit. Look at oh she's crying again. Yeah, wow. Hold up, sun dark with Shanks like the clouds and stuff and her crying. Wow. Okay, so it was very small. I thought we were going to get a lot of crazy action and all sorts of stuff, but we didn't. Okay, people, so now I'm jumping to my good camera to tell you guys that apparently that little girl, that girl that grows up into the big girl in the trailer, her name is, I believe, Uta, and it seemingly is Shanks's daughter. Whoa, that would make sense why she would have a grudge. Like I said, this was my theory all along once we saw that there was this little girl and Shanks was involved. I was like, maybe it's a little girl that has like a grudge against Luffy because Shanks gave Luffy the straw hat and not her and, you know, the dope little trailer. And that insane One Piece trailer, aka from a GOAT legend creator like Eiichiro Oda, brings me into my next topic of we got some breaking news that a few major creators are returning. For starters, we have the creator of the legendary, well, I don't know if you call it legendary, but it still was pretty popular for its time, Dead Man Wonderland manga. They're returning. It was actually a duo. I used to think it was one person, but apparently there was two people that did it, and they're uniting again for their next work. Dead Man Wonderland duo recruit assistant for new new manga. Kodansha's Days Neo website is listing a recruitment notice for an assistant for manga creator duo Jinsei Kataoka and Kazuma Kondo. The assistant will work on backgrounds, effects, and tones. The notice indicates but does not confirm that the manga will 
run in Kodansha's weekly Shonen magazine. Interesting. The duo most recently launched the steampunk action manga Smoking Parade in Kadokawa's monthly Shonen Ace magazine in August 2015 and ended the series in April 2021. Kadokawa published the 10th and final volume in July 2021. So yes, their Smoking Parade series recently ended last year. It never really was a big success. If I'm being honest, even though I really liked the first chapter, I never even opened up the volume I picked up and that's really unfortunate because I love that Man Wonderland and it's from the same creators. But a bit of insight for people that may not know, this is a big move that they're making right now because if, if there were such a publication as Katakawa's like weekly Shonen Ace, which doesn't really sound like the biggest deal, isn't really the biggest deal, especially in the West, I rarely even hear of such a publication. The fact that they might be going to weekly Shonen Magazine, that's the same magazine that has Tokyo Revengers, Fairy Tale. It's also under Kodansha, which Kodansha has Attack on Titan. Like this is a major move for them and this could be their next big hit. If you love them from Dead Man Wonderland, they can make some really awesome stuff. The first chapter of Smoking Parade, I did really enjoy it. I just never really had any incentive to keep going because it was like, uh, okay, the release schedule is wacky and I got the volume, but I kind of lost interest. But that's not to say that the material was bad. It's just kind of like it was a slept on one and I will not sleep on their next work because I love Dead Man Wonderland. And if you made a great series, then you probably got me on board, such as this next creator that is returning already. It's mind-blowing to me when somebody ends a series in Weekly Shonen Jump and they immediately return, considering all I ever hear is horror stories and nightmares of, oh my god, Weekly Shonen Jump, you know, it's a rigorous job, you know, these manga can't break in their backs, Ichiro Oda works 20 to 21 hours a day, like, it sounds like a horror story. So when I hear that, oh, you're immediately returning to, you know, work, you're immediately returning to create manga, anywhere for that matter, after working with Jump, I gotta salute you and I gotta say that you probably really, really love this stuff. Because the artist of Dr. Stone, in case you don't know, another duo, like the Dead Man Wonderland duo, they were a duo, two people working on one manga. Dr. Stone was two people, Richiro Inagaki and Boichi, and Boichi did the art. And it looks like Boichi is already coming back and ready to go with his next work, because it says here, Dr. Stone's Boichi launches food essay manga, Zezan Sekaimeshi on April 14th. This year's 19th issue of Kodansha's Morning Magazine. Whoa! Okay, this is something very interesting. This year's 19th issue of Kodansha's Morning Magazine. I'm starting to notice that creators are being given a little bit more liberties in terms of being able to go to different publications now. A lot, oftentimes throughout history, a creator, despite how great they were, they would usually stay loyal to a publication. There were some instances where that would, you know, vary, but for the most part, it would be that, hey, if I was with Jump when I got my hit, I stay with Jump or whatever for X amount of time. But it looks like things are changing because Dr. Stone, despite the fact that it was in Weekly Shonen Jump, Boichi did the art there, he's going with his manga to Kodansha. Revealed on Thursday that Boichi will launch a new essay manga, which I've never heard. What is an essay manga? About food titled Zesan Sekaimeshi Tabereba Konoyo no Subetega Wakaru, aka Amazing World Food, understanding everything about this world through eating in the magazine's next issue on April 14th. Boichi did Sunken Rock and Richiro Inagaki who was the author of Ice Shield 21 did the Dr. Stone manga and Dr. Stone recently ended and yeah it looks like Boichi's returning to work but he's not actually going to jump he's going to Kodansha which probably means that they threw the bag at him and this is such a great thing to hear that authors are being given opportunities to go other places because chances are the bag might be bigger in another place than where you're at right now especially if you got leverage to bring something to the table over there. And at the very least something is being brought to the table considering this next series uh it's been in hiatus hell for how many years now and i'm referring to hunter hunter 
challenge the hunter exam at hunter hunter real escape room think you have what it takes to be a hunter prove it at the latest anime themed scrap real escape game hunter hunter escape from the hunter exam stadium will be an enormous mystery solving event taking place at maiji jingu stadium in tokyo oh god no i thought it would be over here in the west like in case you've never played an escape game before i played one before back in like 2018 i believe it was a jojo's bizarre adventure one and it's basically like you solve mysteries and clues and it's like competitive and there's a bunch of people in a room it's a really fun thing and i would love to have something hunter hunter related over here in the west but <sighs> japan why are you being greedy? And welcoming 1,500 people to each of its performance. Your job, evade an attack by Crollo, Lucifer, and the Phantom Troop. Solve the mystery of the stadium and make your way out before time is up. Tickets for the event come with a clipboard and take home mystery with an original story. There will also be Hunter Hunter goods for sale at the event. Acrylic key rings, trading pins, clear files with take home mysteries and more. And basically a bunch of stuff that yet again we can get our hands on and we're left in Hunter Hunter hell. Like I try to give you guys any type of news I get my hands on when it comes to Hunter Hunter but it's bad out here though we down bad as a hunter hunter fan if you think that we laughing it up <laughs> jokes on us you should totally like subscribe okay people we got drama we got censorship we got money flowing out of people's bodies all sorts of insanity on this episode but y'all know numbers are very important right and we got to talk about the numbers because you probably clicked on this video like yo dog i want to know the numbers what was the numbers because it was recently revealed for not only shueisha but also kodansha so you're gonna hear series like attack on titan in the mix as well of what were the most popular initial print runs for each series in the top 10 most popular for again Shueisha and Kodansha so there's endless possibilities almost at this point point. and let's start off with Kodansha because I feel as though that's the one that's a rare breed that we really don't know too much about what's popping over there but it says top 15 manga volumes first print run of Kodansha 2022 this is April 2021 to March 2022 so again this is also going to be different from the full 2021 scope because now this is more updated information of what's popping at number 15 a gene that I'm shocked actually Oh, it, it ended right there with Ajin. Okay, Ajin Volume 17, the final volume, 180 first print run. That's not the greatest in the world, but that's pretty good. Uh, 14 Blue Lock, so a newbie with uh, its 17th volume. Um, okay, wow, so it's actually about to surpass Ajin in number of volumes with 185,000. Fire Force at number 12 for Volume 28 doing 190,000, and it's basically tied. Yeah, it's tied with Chihayafuru, uh, and that did it with Volume 47. Jeez, you gotta be really, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I didn't think about it. And I'm I'm not really too familiar with that. I know it had an anime, but at volume 47, you're doing 190,000. Pretty good. Then at number 11, Grand Blue, volume 17, 196,000. Again, I've heard of Grand Blue. Isn't there like a movie or something? Or am I thinking of something else? Number eight, tied for three different series. There's Arslan Senki, which I believe that was the art was done, if I'm not mistaken, by Hiromu Arakawa, author of Fullmetal Alchemist. But that one did with volume 15, 200,000. And it tied for 200,000 with a couple of cuckoos and Blue Period. I wonder what the sales is going to look like moving forward considering now there's a bit of that Netflix boost, right? And I think season two actually dropped as well. So it would be interesting to see what that Netflix boost do. Diamond No Ace, I believe that's Diamond Ace uh, Act 2 with volume 28, 206,000. Again, these are the initial print runs. So if you don't understand, that means like when this volume came out, this is how many copies they printed up. And they print these things up based on like, hey, word of mouth. Hey, we know that these people, there's an X amount of people that are going to buy it. Like they have very advanced analytics to tell them that it makes sense 
chance to print up, let's just say 200,000 copies. What did you eat yesterday? I remember we talked about that on the numbers. That was uh, volume 18, 231,000. Then highlighted in blue, The Seven Deadly Sins, Four Nights of the Apocalypse, Volume 1, coming in at number 5 with 250,000. That's really good that in Kodansha's whole thing, a spin-off Sins manga is still the fifth biggest initial print run with Volume 1. Now, granted, you could argue, yo, dog, it was the spin-off. Everybody checked it out. Everybody checked out Boruto Volume 1. It was the spin-off, but I want to give a little bit more credit because I've heard great things about it. I've heard people say that Nakama Suzuki at one point even said that Four Nights of the Apocalypse was the series he actually wanted to write and that initially Seven Deadly Sins was supposed to be like a prequel that was supposed to be short-lived and it just took off and he was like, <laughs> we'll get to those apocalyptic dudes later. Number four, Space Brothers at Volume 40, 285 to be doing that at Volume 40. Crazy. Three, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, Volume 18, 556,000. If you wasn't convinced that the slime series are massive successes, look at that. But then number two and number one are some animals right here because number two, Tokyo Revengers, man. Like a couple years ago, nobody even cared really like that. Like it would be one of those things of like people in the the streets, you know what I'm saying? Champion it, like yeah, the forums and shit. And then they got the anime and then boom, volume 26, 1.14, which is crazy that it would have been Kodansha's biggest title had the goat been gone by now. But unfortunately, the goat of Kodansha was there. Attack on Titan with its final volume, 1.5 initial print run. So Next year, Tokyo Revengers will be the flagship title of Kodansha. So they're going to put more muscle behind that. And who knows what's going to happen. Depending on how things roll, they could decide to do a part two with a different character. Maybe it'll be Takamichi's son that has the powers and Takamichi's killed. Like, that would probably hook people. Because they could actually kill Takamichi because we know that they can revive him. But most people will still buy it and say, Oh my god, Takamichi's dead! Despite the rewind powers and... Yeah. Also, just quick to mention that Attack on Titans Volume 34 first print run included a special edition so that was a combination but it's still it's the volume it's just that some of those numbers also came with like an extra boost of a bonus or something but now you're probably like yo Fnef, that was cool we didn't know like half the series on that list all right bro let's just keep it fact we didn't know half of the Fnef. like come on get to shueisha get to the stuff that we we gonna know the names Fnef. come on well damn yo Fnef gotta put you on sometimes i'm just saying but shueisha's highest initial print runs from april 2021 to march 2022 so coming in at number 50 15 is Dr. Stone with volume 25 and I want to say there's still one or two volumes left to be released but that was an initial print run of 280,000 which is really really good that it's kind of crazy that with Dr. Stone heading out the door it managed to crack the top 15 initial print runs uh, Dragon Ball Super volume 17 with 300,000 that's crazy for a V jump title like honestly you have a different perspective when you come into this thing in terms of you would imagine like Dragon Ball is so popular and you would imagine that Boruto regardless is going to be popular enough that these sales got to be still good right and because they're a v jump the amount of promo that they get doesn't allow them to sell like they would have sold if they were weekly series on top of that they can't accumulate the fan base to do so as well because they're kind of legacy titles so dragon ball super that's still phenomenal to be a v jump title getting a 300,000 initial print run being in 14 but in comparison to its a day i'm sure it was astronomical then at 13 a golden clown we tied at 13 essentially with roni kenshin the hokkaido art uh, 310,000 and that was for volume 6 of Kenshin Hokkaido which is kind of crazy there's a, a, a Roroni Kenshin I, I forget that shit holy cow and Golden Kamui considering it's ending in 3 chapters that's really dope too though that it's still you know it's tying up in there with what, what would that be I guess that's 15, 14 that was tied for 13 uh, then we got Kaguya-sama 
Love is War 345 for Volume 23. Uma Musume Cinderella Grave. For some reason, I did not know that was a Shueisha title, but okay. Volume 6, 350. Oh, only Volume 6 doing those numbers. Likewise with Kenshin. This is showing that I think those Kenshin live actions are probably selling some of those Kenshin volumes. And I ain't gonna lie, don't get me wrong. Kenshin is a classic and a legend, but those sales to be in this bracket, it tells a story that there are a lot of Ronnie Kenshin fans. A World Trigger Volume 24, 480,000. You know, now that it comes to me, I wonder if, because this a pre-planned thing, right? This Kenshin thing, now that I think about it, they've been with a revival of Kenshin for the last, like, five years or so. And it was right around the cusp of this revival coming out that that whole scandal happened with the author. I wonder if, however that information got out of him getting arrested, had something to do with that whole tie-in. Like, if somebody kind of dimed him out. Like, don't get me wrong, it was mad disgusting, and I still, to this day, look at this author and, and all of his accomplishments with a stain because it was like what the hell and if case you don't know you probably don't want to know about the author of Kenshin and the shit that ugh. I just hit my hat on there let's move on because this one will blow you away and this is why they did that recent one shot as well that look back by the author of Chainsaw Man Tatsuki Fujimoto with only one volume and it was a one shot doing an initial print run of 500,000 look back is a testament to Tatsuki Fujimoto's strength and fan base as an author I don't really ever remember an instance like this where an author is so badass that legitimately he has a fan base that they really are anything he drops they're gonna rock with it they are basically tailoring Tatsuki Fujimoto to be like a goat of the future because if you're rocking with this everybody apparently is loving his latest one shot you love Chainsaw Man you love Fire Punch this is something very unique where opposed to like maybe some people might argue that people just really love Naruto they didn't necessarily love Kishimoto I maybe disagree in that instance but there's a few other authors that you could say people love the work not the author legitimately people really just love Tatsuki Fujimoto as an author not just the work because dog that's a one shot that is one of the highest print runs of that whole stretch then on top of that One Punch Man volume 24 600,000 so despite the fact that it's not as popular as it once felt like it was uh it's still doing great then My Hero on top of that 33 volume 33 780,000 I think that was the latest one if I'm not mistaken bravo to them then this is where it starts to get unexpected shocking and like whoa because a few of these series don't even have anime one of them has a botched anime and one of them I thought wouldn't have been number one and it actually was because coming in at number five first of all is kaiju number eight uh, with volume five nine hundred thousand kaiju number eight doesn't have an anime and it's not in weekly shonen jump magazine it's in jump plus what for spy x family volume seven one million tied at number what was that be three four or something like that but tied and again that doesn't have an anime spy family no i'm lying oh my god i just lied right in your face the anime just came out like three days ago then kingdom again tied with spy family volume 62 of kingdom for a million that had a botched anime this right here shows that it's not always black and white of how things are going to happen that two of these series kaiju and spy don't have anime or spy just got the anime and kingdom nobody ever really talks about or cares about its anime this is where quality and maybe even good marketing sell something. And then number one and two will shock you as well because you would expect that what is number two would have been number one considering how well it did for its previous year. But coming in at number two is Jujutsu Kaisen's volume 17 with a 2.15 million initial print run, which leaves number one, uh, One Piece volume 101. And you could throw the argument because it was such a big event. They did 99, 100, and 101, like a joint cover and stuff like that. That's probably why it got such a big initial 
initial print run and also because it has such a large proven large fan base while Jujutsu Kaisen is still ongoing and proving just how big it can be so you can throw that argument in there but shout outs to the GOAT piece One Piece Oda right now One Piece is hands down and throw a like and a comment if you agree with me because some people might come at me for this one they're gonna come get me so I need your help hands down easily right now One Piece is the hottest thing in anime and manga right now you talk One Piece you see that there's going to be some type of community around you to talk about it One Piece is smoking hot right now and for good measure they actually put a comparison of current highlight initial print runs with 2019 2020 and 2020 to 2021 so it'll give you an idea of what these series did prior to that and Dr. Stone there's no info for that one and it just gives us a little bit of insight like Roni Kenshin has pretty much maintained 350 Kaguya-sama jumped up by 20 uh actually no I'm lying uh, by the third one Roni Kenshin had lost 40,000 Kaguya-sama dipped a little bit World Trigger jumped it was 330 350 and then 480 so shout outs to World Trigger yeah this is Wow, very interesting. Look at Spy Family, 400,000 and then consistent 1 million. Kaiju, 480 to 900,000. Jujutsu, 1.5 to 2.1. Massive growth, except here's the thing. This is why, too, they couldn't beat One Piece is that they always have been 3.2 million initial print run that's the highest one and if they're not going to print something as high as that then you can't beat them so essentially this was rigged all along Shoisha rigged it yeah <laughs> it's not necessarily rigged because there are 3.2 million that eventually will buy those volumes but yeah you can't get the print run if and that was a very interesting piece because it actually bared all it showed us all it didn't censor anything unlike what the censorship that's happening here that Shueisha is like yo dog you give us numbers here but then you censor me something else because there's a little bit of a scandal right now apparently a manga was removed wiped off the face of the earth by Shueisha themselves because of the contents essentially the stuff that a lot of people hate cancel culture silencing things that you know because people feel a certain way about it happened literally right here and and it says here, which I'm interested to find out, especially people that feel very passionate against censorship. How do you feel about this, though? Shueisha removes web manga about children born into religion following alleged backlash from happy science. Because some people might feel like, oh, well, if they were playing with religion or something like that, that's a no-go. Or if they were putting in religion, indoctrinating people into religion, that's not cool. Like, a lot of people could feel 50 million different ways about this. The Weekly Flash magazine reported on its website in April 19th issue that Shueisha removed Mariko Kikuchi's Kamisama no Irule de Sorachimashitsa Shukyo to Seina Watashi Tachi a home life for trying to read this shit no a home life with god we children born into religion manga from yomitai web media platform in february following alleged backlash from the controversial religious organization happy science kofuku no kagaku the anthology essay manga what is it with all these essay mangas now we just talked about like there was an essay manga for dr stone in a previous mini episode of forever news which if you ain't watch it go check it out right here somewhere around here boom the anthology essay manga tells a different story about a different faith every chapter and centers on children who are born into a religion due to having parents practicing the faith and had no choice in their entry into the religion i could see how that could get very controversial very quick like mind you again some people just look at it as it's just art it's just story you can't put your your opinions on it and whatnot but some parents might come out and go crazy like yo dog why are y'all bringing religion into this stuff like y'all indoctrinating our children like just is kikuchi also the creator of a life turned upside down my dad's an alcoholic draws from her own experience of being born into a religion 
religion in interviews she conducted with former members of religious groups. The manga launched on Yomitai platform on September 22nd and published the fifth chapter on January 26th. The editorial department then removed the chapter on February 10th and apologized for offending a particular religion or group of believers. The editor stated on March 17th that the other chapters would be removed due to insufficient fact-checking. The statements did not mention happy science. Kikuchi told Flash that her editor initially told her to change the drawings of the altar and institution in chapter 5. Later, however, she was informed suddenly to revise the entire manga. She was also told that interviewing a single person was insufficient research, but received no answer when she's asked how many interviewees were sufficient. She said that she declined to alter the manga and asked to end the serialization instead, perceiving the edits as a means of suppressing the voices of those who left the religious groups. Kikuchi argued that the manga was not intended as a criticism towards the groups, but as a depiction of a personal life story. In that light, I think it would be strange to show excessive consideration towards religious groups. Even Shueisha understood that they were saying something unreasonable, but I suppose they had gone too far to back out now. Kukuchi said that she was not allowed to state the name of the protesting organization or the contents of their criticisms. According to fringe religious group researcher Yoshiro Fujikura, the situation evokes happy science's pressuring tactics, which have exerted a disquieting effect on the Japanese media in recent years. Looking back on the past one or two years, even when there have been scandals related to religious groups, their names are not reported. Multiple outlets have reported on Kikuchi's case, but none have mentioned Happy Science by name. Happy Science's public relations department told Flash that it is aware of Kikuchi's manga book, but claims Shueisha has made its decisions independently. Kikuchi's manga contains numerous factual inaccuracies and an unfair negative portrayal of the faith and its teachings. It also conflates the issue of children seeking independence from their parents with the issue of religious faith. Regarding the decision to remove it, we believe that Shueisha reached that conclusion through independent discussion. Shueisha claimed to Flash that it ended the serialization due to insufficient fact-checking, but declined to mention who pointed out the alleged inaccuracies. Kikuchi believes that the incident is troubling for artistic freedom. It is becoming taboo to deal with religion, she warned. I am firmly against altering a story according to what a religious group dictates. If it has become so impermissible to depict religion as a theme, then freedom of expression has already eroded to such a degree that it will only exist in name. She later clarified on Twitter that she is grateful to the editorial department for protecting her, although she wishes they could have protected the manga as well. Happy Science has come under scrutiny for its practices and coercive recruitment tactics in the past. Through its political party, the Happiness Realization Party, the group has advocated for nuclear deterrence and has called for the amendment and removal of the pacifist Article 9 of Japan's constitution. The group has also repeated common Japanese right-wing rhetoric, such as the denial of Nanking Massacre, the Imperial Japanese Army army practice of taking comfort women and the assertion of the Japanese state's de jure ownership of the Senkaku Islands. And I say all that to say that this is a sticky situation. I understand both sides of the fence and I can't play ignorant to it otherwise. If I was on the corporate side of things, I don't want to rattle the feathers of the religious groups of any of them because y'all know what that brings. But at the very least, they should have tried to, you know, stand by her something. You know, that's your, your author, your artist. So it's a slippery slope. I understand both sides of the spectrum. Personally, I don't like censorship of any kind, especially it's not like from what it's told. And again, I haven't read it. I'm speaking solely from what's been told. It doesn't sound like it was ridiculing religion, making fun of it or doing anything wrong. It sounds like it was more so just using it as a template and maybe it just wasn't liked by whoever it may be that complained. And I say all that to say that there are manga that have dabbled with having religion involved in previous occasions. For example, Blue Exorcist. It seemed very religious oriented, despite the fact that it has like these physical beasts 
beast and stuff like that that you see or whatnot ultimately yeah that kind of dabbled it in they gave it the okay so i don't want to necessarily even say that shueisha is like against it and they're trying it just seems like they're trying to cover their own selves and it's unfortunate because it leads to censorship and again in this case it's like dog you just ugh. again like i said i understand shueisha they're trying to branch out such as right here shueisha and shogaku gone to different and separate publishing entities open up vertical manga editorial departments for webcomic creations the webcomic market in japan is being shaken up by some of the biggest players in the manga making space with shueisha and shogaku gone revealing that they are opening up vertical manga editorial departments to help facilitate the creation of manga in that format which is growing in popularity in japan but not only them but karakawa has also confirmed that they'll be looking at debuting 160 new titles in 2022 trying to gain a foothold in the market the vertical manga webcomic market they probably already bought a company with literally 160 plus titles is what it is these are not brand new fresh out of the box this is probably a catalog that they purchased or something the vertical manga webcomic market known just as webtoons in japanese named after the webtoon platform has grown in the last few years inside japan thanks to the proliferation of smartphone screens and their use during commutes and daily life people find the vertical format easier to read than the larger two-page spreads of common manga formats which are already online thanks to platforms like jump plus explanation of the format in japanese if you see again the manga looks a little bit different in each angle and i'm not gonna lie it's really cool that they're expanding i hope and i look at it like this which again it just also at the bottom to wrap this up says shueisha opened up its vertical manga editorial department in late march while shogakugan set to open theirs and is aiming for 10 new titles by summer i'm liking and hoping for the idea that this lends for more opportunity for up-and-coming mangaka that's what I want. I want for like somebody watching this right now. Y'all could potentially have an opportunity to get your stuff on there and become an author and make some money and get strides through your career and stuff like that. I'm hoping that for you because, you know, I'm at the end of the day, I can understand a corporation, but I'm always going to rock with my creators. I'm always going to be for the artists. I'll say this once. I'll say it again and again and again until I got to get it through what is going to happen. By the time I'm done with all of this, I want to abolish the idea of the starving artist, the artist shouldn't be starving and if the artist is starving then the medium itself has failed the artist and we're going to have to go and redo from the ground up the medium itself and it'll take time i'm not where i need to be the industry is moving constantly but we're going to get it done we're going to make sure that there's no more starving artists because then starving artists get caught up in stuff that's happening like this where this feels like the music industry all over. Because according to Manga Mogura Ri over on Twitter, big, big shout outs to them. Smaller manga publishers are taking risks and reestablish new or bad selling mangaka on the market. Meaning smaller publishers are risking putting their money and investing on new up and coming mangaka. Once they tend to be more known among the audience, thanks to good editorial work, bigger publishers get interested in works of these artists too. I wonder what you think about it, he was asking his audience. And he said, is this fair competitive behavior or maybe scummy? Because they obviously have more money to get the licenses and would feed off work from others let's talk about it i'm gonna give you right now off rip a perfect example of this look at what's happening right now with the whole lawsuit if you follow music at all between meg the stallion and her previous record label i think is it 1500 1501 i forget but it's with carl crawford and whatnot and a lot of people say and carl crawford's argument is that carl crawford he put up the bread to make meg the stallion pop 
and then Rock Nation came through and tried to swoop her away and they're in court right now over it so that is literally the equivalent in manga of what's happening is probably Shueisha sees oh dog yo I just read this really bomb ass manga and the local weekly Bujar and th this was awesome we gotta get this author like yo he's this is a no name magazine we offer him a contract he's coming to Shueisha he's coming to Kodansha he's riding through the Shogakugan essentially like that's pretty much the music industry that has probably always been there in the manga market it's just more apparent now because now with the social media era all I gotta do is see a page like for example I actually have rubbed elbows a little bit with an independent manga magazine over there in Japan all because it started that I saw one of their magazine covers and I thought it was the coolest art in the world and I was like everybody look at this they're making something cool boom automatically I just put a bunch of people onto this little tiny magazine that nobody knew about and I did that because of the internet because it's very easy like boom oh look at this shit if that wasn't possible then it wouldn't be possible to spread the love and the same thing would be if somebody wanted to oh I like this manga I, I am working for Shueisha we got like a gajillion dollars where's this creator at we're getting him out of this magazine and he's coming to jump right now and again I keep on bringing it back to hip hop because I've heard that also with like Lil Z Vert and I ain't gonna lie I'm not gonna necessarily blame because it's part of the game it's capitalism at the end of the day if we look at it right and hey you helped build this up we could take it to the next level hey we're gonna take it to the next level i will say this that it does feel scummy when they come in and completely rob said artists without compensation like if shueisha was to say hey little magazine booja whatever the hell you are how about we work in collaboration to bring this artist over here and maybe we could get some of your staff and you can work with us as well to create something or hey how about we give you a big finder's fee a publishing fee maybe off of this artist because we would have never found them if it wasn't for you guys like something like that i think it's reasonable because at the very least you're giving them something and you know realistically as an indie you could only go so far while rock nation is gonna take you to the moon and again i don't know how i just snuck in some hip-hop into anime but y'all know me dog i love me my anime hip-hop music rap yeah 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 i know but it ain't just rap i could listen to anything honestly like I, I i love music and also shout out to all the artists out there in general that get opportunities and whatnot and get to move up it's really really dope as an author and that leads us to the weekly shonen jump author comments because let's hear what these authors got to say starting off with my hero academia's kohei horikoshi i have a small desire to draw a horror manga very small he, he's joking right now right <laughs> one of the biggest things that people always say about kohei horikoshi's art is that it feels like he should be a horror manga artist like he should be drawing horror with all those hands and everything and he said no he has a very strong desire and i really hope and that would be so sick if he was to return after my hero let's just say no time skip my hero's done come back with a battle shonen horror manga has that even been done before shall i say has it been done successfully before that would be well i guess you could say that what am i at? attack on titan hello jujutsu kaisen a little bit scurry here there likewise with bleach anyways hro oda's one piece said thanks to pokemon go i found a great park in my neighborhood how did i miss this huge park i just saw a video not that long ago on the internet of people running because it was like a snorlax in like a park or something it was like a stampede of people for a snorlax like bro Sakamoto Days is Yuto Suzuki said, I bought Oku Samura. Such a way with colors and the compositions are so cool. Shoutouts to Yuto Suzuki. Then we got Martial Magic and Muscles, Hajime Komodo. I'm afraid of having my wisdom teeth removed. I've been shaking with fear ever since I heard they shatter them before pulling them out. Oh my god, that does sound horrible. And I'm on team, no wisdom tooth removed. Like, why would you want to remove wisdom? Maybe there's some intelligence that comes from those teeth. And I'm sure somebody's going to say, actually, Fadab, here's the medical 
historical reason why it's called wisdom. We got Yuki Tabata, author of Black Clover. My mysterious assistant, Uemura-kun, who hasn't been with me for very long, has a one-shot in this week's issue of Jump in Japan. What's it like? Ooh, what's the one-shot? I wouldn't mind reading. Usually these authors, when they have an assistant that gets a one-shot, it's good. Because if I'm not mistaken, I believe Kaiju number 8 was... The author was an assistant to Tabata, if I'm not mistaken. Kind of crazy. A comment that I just wanted to read because I thought it was very interesting by Earth Child's Hideo Shinkai. In my youth, Evangelion provided me with both joy and sadness, but it saved me in the end. Thank you. That's really dope. Aya Shimon's Yuji Kaku. I want to watch the DC show Peacemaker, but I can't sign up for any more subscription services. Yeah, dog, it's getting ridiculous eventually some of these are gonna have to fold and you know combine or something because there's too many bro like i can't i, I don't know what to choose anymore doran dororan closing it out yet again at the very back uh, again oska said i got some emo kempi snacks chocolates and a handmade kusanagi doll from the readers i'm so happy Ugh, i hate to say but you're probably getting canceled my boy like honestly volume sales is terrible and every week they're putting them at the back of the tlc i know some people like to say that that has nothing to do with anything but if every series that landed at the back of the TLC or 99% minus like Demon Slayer or something and then the back and usually end up getting cancelled because they're at last place I gotta mean something Genosuka <laughs> My guy, you're probably up out of here, I'll be honest. Just quickly, you know what really makes me think that it's ending? The fact that I'm hearing a lot of praise about Doran Dororan. And usually when you hear a massive praise for a series that is fairly new, it's probably because all of the big plot points that the author planned, they're throwing them, and sometimes it's really exciting despite the fact that it's rushed and ridiculous of how quick it happens. But it's like, this is crazy, this is huge, oh my god! Crazy and huge, like Martial Magic and Muscles is manga volume sales evolution. Pause. Courtesy of Yellowstone over on Twitter. The first seven volumes drew a good number of readers and sales, but it lost some in the last three volumes, but it's still in a good spot for a series from Weekly Shonen Jump considering it has over 100 each volume and doesn't have an anime. 100,000. And yeah, I'm not gonna lie, we've always talked about Marshall's sales around here in these parts because we've been doing Forever News since pretty much Marshall's inception. And looking at the volume sales, it looks like post volume 8, some of the sales have gone down a wee smidge, but I'd imagine the anime's gotta come soon. We'll probably get maybe an anime anime announcement within the next few volumes or something like that and it looks like volume 7 was the peak and i'd imagine volume 7 was probably the volume where some huge stuff was going down it felt like think i don't know naruto the orochimaru invasion arc it was kind of something like that uh with volume 7 so that's probably why it peaked but i could see them possibly going back up once the anime comes like for me personally i'll be honest with you that was the point where i put mashu on hold after that arc and it had like a beach chapter or two i was like okay i'm gonna put it on hold i'll come back to it and that's probably also where season one's gonna end now that i think about it but anyway Marshall's really cool oh my god i just thought well if there's a season one because studio piro exists you see that it's continued to grow but it has little by little dip since volume seven going down let's see where it moves because honestly again i can almost guarantee that weekly shonen jump is going to have this running for a while and in fact i can almost guarantee and i know i keep saying this and you're probably like oh please Fnef, don't put it in the air but being realistic i just swear that it screams studio piro with Marshall, the amount of filler that they could do with the school shit like boruto and stuff the the fact that it's kind of black clover-esque so they don't got to go too far from their wheelhouse of what they know and animating and the fact that this is probably going to be 
the next big thing. They would love to have their hands on it. But please, Piro, if you're please, oh God, please, Piro, do a seasonal. If you gotta get your hands on it, can you do a seasonal? I know you're not. I know you're not. Cause look, look at Boruto, Boruto. Hey, no matter how hype 2021 was, yeah, I didn't say, you know what? Let's do a seasonal. No, no, no seasonal. So I doubt it'll be seasonal. We'll probably have a weekly Marshall, which could be good or bad. It could be a very fun thing to do every week. It could be very shitty if Studio Piro's like, yeah, we're gonna put our Z team on this bad boy. And that's not going to benefit anything when it comes to the sales of Marshall. Just like the top 50 best-selling manga list that we have right here, starting with number 50 with Mystery 2 Lunacari. A uh, hum, <laughs> humbug. It did 11,699 copies this week, 590,000 total. Dr. Stone Volume 25 at 49, probably bottoming out. It'll probably be off this list by next week. 11.8, bringing its total to 215. But if you've seen one of the previous segments, you know that Dr. Stone still is very highly up there. And if you notice as well, and I'm starting to notice, and holy shit. Looking at Mystery Tolunakari's covers, why does it look like the same picture just pasted like opposite of each other and with different colors? Like, okay. Like, just look at volume 42, 46, and 48. It's like almost the same picture with like different colors and like just moving the character around. Then we got Spy Family, volume 1 through 3, a box set that they released that just did 13,000, bringing it to 41. So just like a essential re-release packaging of Spy Family for the first three volumes, considering the anime came out. That is actually very genius on their behalf. They, they got new marketing. I ain't gonna lie. They really have i can almost guarantee they got new blood that is coming with these ideas they just they've been so for so long the japanese manga business and anime manga business so long with old ideas and concepts not willing to try shit so them trying this that has been something that's been done a million times over here with spy family a relatively new title because the anime is out just good shit man good on the marketing then going to volume 40 mieruko-chan which that was a really i don't want to say adorable but it was a cute little uh anime that came out for halloween that did 13,000, bringing us toward a 62 and 13 days spy family volume 5 14 oh okay the anime already doing this is right here boom if you was wondering has the spy family anime had any impact look at all the volumes in here volume 5 volume 6 volume 7 volume 4 all through here yep it's happening folks this might be move over tokyo avengers move over jujutsu kaisen we might be having spy family taking this all up for a while fire force at number 31 with volume 33 15,848 a total of 112 shout outs to 112 and i'm not talking about only the singing group shout outs to the number of episodes of yu yu Hakusho, one of my favorite shonens and you're like fnav get, get stay stay focused because jujutsu kaisen came in at number 30 with volume 18 still on the charts jesus 16,673 1.926 then moving forward disney's twisted wonderland every time i see the word disney i'm like god they're they're really they're getting in here right that's totally gonna be like when they start making their original anime i could see it already they're trying to build up and it's working because it did seventeen thousand eighty three thousand in 17 days expect a lot of disney anime originals um down the road spy family volume 8 at 21 18,000 again expected all over this place what is darwin jihen i'm seeing that around there uh volume 2 20,037 in total for its run so far tokyo revengers still on the board 911 blue lock volume 18 22,000 a lot of really cool titles on here the slime manga kaiju number 8 volume 6 still on the charts 28,000 bringing its total to 573 and then top 10 top 10 top 10 kaguya sama Love is War, Volume 25, 31,000, bringing his total to 199,000. Cardcaptor Sakura, there's another <laughs> Cardcaptor Sakura Clear Card Arc, Volume 12. What? 
33,000. Okay, I ain't gonna lie. I love the colors and stuff, but okay. Then we got uh, Tarkopi's Magi uh, with 41,000. If you're a regular for Never News, you know why I'm calling it something else. I'm not gonna explain it. You should subscribe. That'd be dope. Uh, Shimatsu no Valkyrie, volume 14, 46,000, bringing his total to 242. If you don't know what Shimatsu no Valkyrie is, that is Record of Ragnarok with the botched anime that people hated on Netflix. I thought it was okay. Uh, let's jump to top three. Jujutsu Kaisen, volume 19, limited edition, did 66,000 this week that's just the limited so these are like pre-numbers i believe these aren't the full numbers that's why things are a little bit different uh my dress up darling volume 981 total 208 and number one and again these are pre-release numbers i believe for one piece volume 102 211 next week's numbers will probably be massively giant one piece right there in the preliminaries outdoing jujutsu kaisen and yeah that was a, a storm of manga and i'll keep it real with you out of all of this the big takeaway is spy family is here spy family expected to be all over your face though all over your face like this jujutsu kaisen zero film because it's still making waves even if it is slowing down a bit because according to this it says jujutsu kaisen zero climbs up japanese box office all-time chart overtaking frozen 2 with jujutsu kaisen zero finally dropping out of the top 10 at the japanese box office this week after ranking in there since december it seems the film has finally run its course though that hasn't stopped it from climbing up the japanese box office all-time charts again this week taking over frozen 2's spot at 18 that's dope it beat out frozen in japan that is real dope globally the film is on the cusp of overtaking princess mononoke on the all-time anime charts in japan as of april 10th jujutsu kaisen zero has made 13.42 billion yen approximately 117.84 million dollars major success yes i love it on the back of more than 9.28 million tickets sold the mappa produced prequel to the hit anime and manga franchise has moved up to 18th on the all-time Japanese domestic charts, taking over Frozen 2 spot and closing in on Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Armageddon, and E.T., all of which made 13.5 billion yen at the Japanese box office over the years. I hope they re-released Jujutsu Kaisen Zero maybe an extra few minutes or something for like that in order to surpass even more. I want Jujutsu Kaisen Zero to go as high as it could. And internationally, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero has brought in an estimated $168 million, with North America making up about $33 million of that amount and keeping at 8th place just ahead of Spider-Man No Way home australia and new zealand bringing in 2.15 million together south korea raising to us 4.6 mil and taiwan upping its total to 8.3 so jujutsu kaisen again did it live up to what demon slayer did no is it still wildly successful and am i still rooting for it and i still want to see them win i don't give a shit yes because one of the things i always appreciated is that jujutsu kaisen's giga akutami is a fan of great stuff like hunter hunter like yu yu haka show you know yoshihiro tagashi created two legendary series hunter hunter to this day people are still waiting for it to come back and the biggest thing we got right here is this article that hunter hunter the complete series blu-ray amazon exclusive this is for western u.s pay attention episodes 1 through 148 the entire series 150 dollars june 21st so they're selling all of hunter hunter and one big box set for 150 bucks basically you're paying a dollar an episode and you have it in the physical i might get it because i think i only have i want to say i got like the first three blu-rays and i got like the movies on blu-ray that's what i think i have so far i don't think i got anything else and that is really really dope i might actually get that that would even be a really dope giveaway 
I would love to give this away to one of you guys. Like, I just, uh, I love you guys. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Just like a shout out. Like, there ain't nothing I'm trying to market or nothing. Just like, yo, dog. I don't know. Co co common pig or something. Uh, we'll, we'll figure something out. Uh, common pig. <laughs> that would be the illest thing. But yeah, we're gonna figure something out where I'll set something up to maybe give one of these away because this is really dope. And it's 150 bucks, a dollar an episode, basically. You can't go wrong. Although it's still very wrong because Yoshihiro Togashi won't return. <laughs> what if I wrote a song right now? Togashi, you sloppy. Couldn't be me. It's not me. Togashi, why must you do what's wrong? I'll send baddies in a thong if it'll get you to write some hunter hunter no more blunders yo dog we've been doing this for so long we just start breaking out into like a musical up in this beat you don't know what you're getting in forever news just like you don't know what you're getting in anime because this was disturbing and i was like yo dog because when i saw this on my timeline it was so crude that the unofficial twitter of the unofficial weekly shonen jump account or the unofficial weekly shonen jump account on twitter uh they had to explain what was happening on screen because fans was like yo dog why are you putting this on my timeline you nasty nasty man because i saw a clip to this it said hyperinflation animated pv commemorating a special free chapter promotion at shonen jump plus's app and if you look at the clip it's like somebody that's like sweating and in pain and money is coming out of their body and i just looked at it and i was like what is this dog so the unofficial shonen jump twitter account had to clarify we understand your concern so here's the series's plot luke a young boy who lost his parents in an imperial slave hunt discovers his beloved sister will be sold up at an auction in his despair Luke obtains the ability of generating money from his body. So basically, this dude is able to make money come out of his body out of like... I'll commend the imagination. I'll 100% commend the imagination because dog, to come up with something like that, that money just starts flying out of your body because you're in pain. It's, it's insane. But I give massive props and kudos because it's crazy. And also, you got my attention. And also, it just sounds like this is something that's gonna keep the freaks out at night, lad. Because legit, I ain't gonna lie. Just looking at that trailer. Again, like, yo, editor, put it on the screen. Look at this shit. Look at it. What is this? This is nuts. And even using this as nuts is the wrong terminology because, yeah, it's nuts. It's insane. It's bizarre transition king boom 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 upcoming ultra jump issue 5 2022 with thus spoke kishibe rohan by hirohiko araki on the cover to celebrate its comeback the upcoming new chapter 11 will consist of two parts the second and final part of episode 11 will be released on may 19th and god this cover looks so freaking fire kishibe rohan i i gotta be honest i absolutely love the kishibe rohan episodes they're so interesting weird honestly they're more bizarre than jojo's i'll, I'll just keep it straight like rohan the, the rohan anime on netflix way more bizarre than jojo and i'll be honest with you until right now it didn't really dawn on me on how much i really can't freaking wait for the next rohan anime like i know they're releasing more chapters which means netflix is eventually going to get to it get to it i need it. it it's good it's it's really good although if you want to before that to get to something that we're all waiting for i'm just saying uh <laughs> stone ocean why are you doing september oh my god what are you doing this is crazy you shouldn't be doing this to us i mean the jojo fans we had jojo fridays well i wasn't a part of jojo fridays but they had it and you're wrong for doing this and that was just terrible no on some real i really like the kishibe rohan anime and i can't wait for more and cool stuff okay people so one of the benefits of subscribing and hitting that 
bell for Forever News, which you should do so right now over here on this channel. Go ahead, click them real quick because it's about to make a lot of sense while I'm telling you this. You'll be able to be notified when I drop news such as this one that is a follow-up to a story that we've been reporting on for a couple months now in terms of censorship finally making waves and impacting manga. A lot of people hate censorship. A lot of people don't want it but feel as though it has infiltrated the anime and manga community and this is an example of it and there's a lot of people feeling multiple different ways about it and what I'm referring to is the fact that Shonen Jump has announced following the big scandal a few months ago regarding Ayakashi Triangle aka the manga from the creator of To Love Rue. They're removing it from the magazine the physical publication Shonen Jump and it's being moved elsewhere. Because in case you don't know over here in the west there was a big scandal between Viz Media and in general the fans regarding the release of the Ayakashi Triangle manga because there was multiple chapters I want to say two to three chapters of the manga that were completely unreleased for weeks at a time and never were put on the site they weren't put on the app they were put nowhere they were straight up skipped over while I agree that absolutely I don't want to see any of that type of content because it looked really really disturbing ultimately it peed off a lot of fans peed off really peed off but a lot of fans were very upset over that move because they straight up skipped chapters and there was some vital content some fans argue within those chapters that were kind of very lewd and something that I don't want to see at all and then following that announcement we got this news that says according to leaks Ayakashi Triangle by Kentaro Yabuki the author of Tula Rue will move from weekly Shonen Jump to Shonen Jump Plus website which by the way I said author Tula Rue he might have been the artist I'm not sure if that was a duo I get confused with the whole situation so I want to add that disclaimer that I'm not 100% sure on his role on Tula Rue and they also followed up with that announcement by saying after the transfer to Shonen Jump Plus's app Ayakashi Triangle will be receiving a color page each chapter due to the previous popular at Weekly Shonen Jump. The publishing schedule is not defined. Also, all 87 chapters of the series will be freely available for a limited time. So this is going to impact this manga immensely. For starters, it no longer has access to that wide audience that Shonen Jump's physical publication offers. For example, this is like now between physical publication like DVDs and Blu-rays, you know, physical materials, and digital with the apps and all of that jazz that goes on right now because now with the apps and all of that good stuff basically two different audiences all together and this is either going to be sink or swim for this situation right because now that it's not going to be in Shonen Jump I'm sure there's a lot of opportunities that were previously maybe available or afforded to the situation that will no longer be there they'll no longer be present because again they were removed and there was a scandal behind this whole thing with North America and Viz and stuff like that so that's probably going to play some type of role in this whole situation I don't want to say it's completely gloom and doom for the manga because because hey now it'll be in Shonen Jump Plus there could be no real backlash because it's a digital publication it's a little bit more harder for a kid to get access to that type of content so there's a couple of benefits to it also it's been proven that you can be in Shonen Jump Plus and be major such as Kaiju number 8 and Spy Family so I don't want to say it's a complete waste or a complete loss if they still decide to put muscle behind it it could very well obtain a different audience and still be big in its own right just in a different space in the digital era but in terms of like that 
mainstream appeal that Shonen Jump offers to maybe a younger demographic. Some might argue that maybe that manga shouldn't be in Shonen Jump to begin with and it belongs in Plus because of the lewd content that is sometimes portrayed within the manga. So that's where it's at right now in terms of the story that Shonen Jump pretty much removed this series after some controversy, some censorship that happened a few months ago and that very well could be the case as to why they removed it right now. And it's crazy because it seems like the anime and manga industry has lately had a, a lot of uh, unfortunate events such as that one as well as the toy animation hack that got the Dragon Ball Super superhero film delayed. However, we finally got an announcement and we finally got the date of the return of the Dragon Ball Super superhero anime. Dragon Ball Super superhero anime film fights back with new premiere date after the devastating ransomware attack on toy animation that caused delays across most of their productions. Which in case you missed it, there's an episode of Fenever News I will link right here. Go watch that episode because that was a very important one where we talked about they were basically held for ransom majority of the toy animation productions due to this big ransomware hack. Dragon Ball Super Superhero has officially been wished back to life with a brand new premiere date June 11, 2022, which I did tell you guys that the novel was being reposted to be released for June 30th, which means that the movie was probably going to come out around that time. So we got a solid date, June 11, 2022, the return of the Dragon Ball Super Superhero film release is finally here. And it says the fully 3D CGI film, which is being directed by Tetsuro Korama at Toei Animation, was originally slated to release in Japanese theaters on April 22nd. Details about the international distributions are yet to be announced. I'm sure it's going to come in here at some given point, although most of us that aren't really fond of or aren't excited for or just in general don't really want to see that 3D CGI are probably like, None desu I don't want to see you no quiero ver Ave Maria. Yeah, we're, we're really not all that gung-ho about it. So when it comes, it comes. That's what she said. Although to be fair, I don't want to be a complete negative Nancy because there is still more good news in this episode, such as the creator of Tokyo Ghoul Suishida. In case you don't know, for starters, he has a new manga going on right now called Chojin X. It's a digital publication only, but a lot of people are getting into it little by little. And I talked about it. There's also a video here if you want to go check it out. Go check it out. Link in the description below where I talked about the beginnings of Chojin X, like the first 15 chapters. But the author, Suishida, has been granted a really, really awesome opportunity that I'm like, he deserves it. If any artist out there in manga land deserves it, it's him to work with and collaborate for Disney. Suishida has drawn this dark hero special illustration of Moon Knight next to Ken Kaneki in a collaboration between Tokyo Ghoul and the new Disney Plus series and this looks fire and yo I'm not even gonna lie it just gave me an idea because I'm, I'm looking at it first of all it just it looks awesome and yo Suishida didn't lose a step in terms of how to draw Ken Kaneki imagine Disney was like yo dog what if you went back to Tokyo Ghoul and did like an original and we gave you guys a massive anime budget and we put some money in your pocket you know you're an artist we don't want you starving like I heard Netflix actually treats their voice actors better than any of their competition that would be awesome that would be a great opportunity and oh my god imagine Tokyo Ghoul returning but like it's Kaneki's daughter years later I don't know how Suishida would be able to do it but that would be fire and I know Disney would love to get their hands on that type of title if they couldn't get a, oh, an original Tokyo Ghoul you know next generation but like something out of this world dark that keeps in the scheme of what Tokyo Ghoul originally stood for that whole dark vibe you know fighting your inner turmoil and stuff like that fighting who you are that would be fire 
And I think they could get it done because they got the bag and, you know, we see Netflix got the rights to JoJo's and all that stuff. I'm sure Disney would throw a bag and they would go crazy like, oh, yeah, well, well, well yo, Sui Shida, put that Choji Next stuff down right now. D do it later. And that's no slight to Choji Next. I'm just saying in terms of money and popularity, Tokyo Ghoul, you know, supersedes that times a billion. So it would make sense financially to go back to it. Just like Shueisha continues to go back to stage plays, such as this Jujutsu Kaisen one that I was like, oh, my God. Jujutsu Kaisen stage play video introduces cast and costume, a press conference for the stage play of Gage Akutami's Jujutsu Kaisen manga introduced the production's promotional video main cast and other details on Wednesday and the promotional picture looks dope let's take a look at each character we got Ryuji Sato as Yuji Itadori okay <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan I'm not gonna lie but the costume looks dope the photoshop and all that is on point but I don't know really about the actor uh, Kazuaki Yasue as Megumi Fushiguro okay looks alrightish uh, Erika Toyohara as Nobara Kuyisaki oh my god perfect I'm not gonna lie. Mwah. Greatly done. Sarah Takatsuki as Maki Zenin. Okay. Fuma Sadamoto as Toge Inumaki. I mean, Inumaki has a mask on. Like, there's only so much you can do with it. Takeshi Terayama as Panda. <laughs> uh, Masanari Wada as Kento Nanami. Okay, looks a little young for me personally. Hosaki Tanaka as Kiyotaka. Ijichi. Uh, I believe that was the assistant guy. Like, alright, not a big role. Mikako Ishii as Shoko. Okay, cool. Motohiro Ota as Mahito. Fire. Really, really well done. Uh, Noah Fukuzawa Watwing as Junpei Yoshino. That's a dope look, man. Maybe he'll be a regular at some given point. Rei Fujita as Suguru Geto. Okay, I'm not too mad at it. Alright. Uh, Mondo Yamagishi as Jogo. Not that bad. I'm sure this is all CGI. Yoshihiro Minami as Hanami. Tact Igarashi as Ryo. Yomen Sukuna, dope, and Ryosuke Miura as Satoru Gojo. That's going to be a personality thing to see whether or not they can run it. And that production will run in theaters in Tokyo, Tenozu from July 15th to July 31st, and then move to Miel Parque Hall, Osaka from August 4th to August 14th. And Kensaku Kobayashi is directing the play off a script by Kohei Kiyasu. And yeah, people, those are all the stories we have for today's episode. Curious what you guys think. What do you think about Ayakashi Triangle being removed from Shonen Jump after that big, massive scandal of censorship? Your thoughts on the new date for the Dragon Ball Super superhero film too soon. Maybe they should have put more time. Maybe they should have just redid it all together as a 2D production. Sui Shida's Tokyo Ghoul art for this Disney collab. Again, fire. I hope they put some money in his pocket for a creation because that, that would be fire. Or maybe they're going to do the Chojin X anime. Maybe this is the start of their collaboration. And your thoughts on those actors for the Jujutsu Kaisen stage play? I think they looked okay. But that's all I have for this one. Thanks for watching. I'm Fenebo World and as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule! Anime and manga for life, boy! Have an awesome day peace in and you guys just watched another mini episode a light episode a small episode of have an awesome day don't forget to subscribe and hit that bell i'm just saying yeah oh you should totally like subscribe <laughs>